welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. Today, we got a Q&A. We got a few announcements real quick before we get into the podcast. Um, first, I want to talk about, actually, I have a few things I want to fucking bring up and randomly talk about. The first one is uh, the Taylor Trainer. I've been getting some questions about that, um, specifically for some, from some uh, people that said, hey, I went to your website and I went to go to it. It's not there. Ouch. I removed the link. Ouch. Yeah. So like, let me get to that. So basically, if you click on anything now that says Taylor Trainer, what you're probably going to see is a quote unquote coming soon page. So the page is literally like a, a phone and then it has like an image on it says new Taylor Trainer coming soon. Um, Lee and I are working on right now. It'll probably be, honestly, it'll probably be up by the time this podcast airs, um, if not within a few days of it. But uh, like a, almost like a demo page. So it's a, it's a landing page but it'll have like screenshots and previews of the actual app that we're in the process of making and designing um but the reason i'm sharing this is because two things i'm I'm doing something for the people who uh were like hey man i wanted to get some programming and you're too late because i removed the link and then b for the people who are already in the taylor trainer app that are probably questioning like what the fuck like i have it what's going on if you're in the taylor trainer and you're running through programs everything and i mean do what you want, but if you if you leave, you're gone. <laughs> There's no going back until the new app launches. That's why I'm saying this. So for everybody who's in the app right now, you're you're solid, you're good, you're going to be in there. Um, but we are shutting down any new signups for the current app until the new app launches for m- multiple reasons, some of which are just really boring tech stuff that we don't need to worry about. Some of it is marketing, if I'm being completely transparent. And some of it is because I just don't want new people coming in until the new final product is completely done. Um, so you have to be patient. We don't have an exact date. We're working with a few different, we're actually, it's actually a really crazy process. Once you start going through like assessing the, like if you, we're, we're in the process of auditing and assessing the current infrastructure of what we've already built up until this point with different developers to basically, I mean, they're not trying out for, to finish the app, but basically we're like interviewing these people and they're reviewing it and telling us their opinions on what they would do and how they would finish it and what they think could be improved and so on and so mm. forth. Um, which is why it's taken a while is because we could just release it now, but it, it wouldn't be up to par with what we want, which yeah. we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so by the end of next week, we'll have settled with a developer and then, um, we start the process of finishing the app. Um, I'm not going to say how long because one, I don't really understand tech shit. I took one meeting by myself and I like was listening to them and then I was like, bro, I, I don't really know what you're saying. I'm be completely <laughs> honest. Like, I hope you're recording this. I'm just going to give it to Lee because he couldn't be here today. So um, I, I actually quite literally don't understand how long it's going to take. But then also too, I don't want to, I don't want to put out any like black and white dates and then that not happen again because that already happened to me and I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the app, don't cancel, don't remove. You'll stay in there. You'll have your programming. Um, if you are not in the app and you've been l- watching my content, listening to the podcast, and you want to use my programming, um, 
we have one option for you right now, and then we will have a second option for you coming up here shortly. Uh, the first option is coaching with us. Obviously, we do training and nutrition coaching as well as just nutrition coaching for some people, um, and that is better than any app we could create anyway because it's completely tailored and customized to you. Like we do everything from the movement to the mechanics to the limb lengths, posture, exercise selection, equipment everything that you have available, everything that you have from a goals perspective, we're going to get extremely in-depth and individualize that process. And everybody on my team is certified training experts without a doubt. So that is the best option. That's option one. Go to tailcoachmed.com. Boom. Big button. This is coaching in yellow right on the front Can't page. Miss it. Can't miss it. Uh, you can apply to work with us and go that route. If you're not going to go that route for whatever reason, I will be releasing a couple programs on Train Heroic. So Train Heroic is a really cool app. Uh, I like it. I think it's a great functioning app. Whoever invented it is, is, is very f- smart from a business perspective because they basically took what like True Coach is, which I like and we use often with our individual clients because it's a really good just programming software yeah. to deliver your individualized programs to people. But they basically took, uh, they didn't take that. They created their own version of that that is accessible to anybody and then they have a marketplace. It's like going to the app store and deciding what fucking app you want to buy. You just go to this or like uh, if you go to, I mean, Spotify, membership, but mu- Apple Music, I think you can buy like albums. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I would assume. I haven't done it in a long, long time. time. Yeah. yeah. But you go there and you can search for your album and buy it, right? Yeah. Um, well, this, you could go there and you could type in Cody McBroom and see what I have available and you could purchase the program. As you're listening to this, probably not because I don't think I'm publicly in there. I have an account, but I don't think. I'm in the marketplace, but I am creating a couple of programs. Um, I'm actually like semi-testing the male version of one right now. Um, so we'll, I'll be dropping a, a couple of programs. It's basically going to be a male and a female version and then a four and a five day plan, um, which would be more like beginner, intermediate, and then intermediate advanced. The five day being more volume, um, body composition focus, a little bit of strength, but mainly just hypertrophy. You want to get lean, get big, build your body. Like that's what this program's for. I uh, don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but I am going to release that solely. It's going to be a temporary thing. So once I do release it, we'll do a podcast on it. I'll kind of break down the program, but that's going to be strictly for people to utilize my programming because they're not in the app right now. And they want something until the new app launches, or you want to train just like how I train when I'm trying to change my physique from a body composition perspective. This is how I do it. Um, really good program. I'm excited to launch it. Um, I'm almost done, but I wanted to to bring that up because I know people have been asking about the app and so on and so forth. So this will kind of be something to kind of bridge the gap between yeah. it's not ready yet and when it is you ready. You don't have a date for that either. Um, honestly, by the time this airs, it might be on the marketplace, okay. but we'll uh, you guys will see me post on Instagram. I'll put it on my newsletter. We'll probably do a whole podcast breaking it down too, Dope. but I'm talking within the next couple of weeks for nice. sure. So as this airs, uh, probably a week after this um, airs. Uh, but um, again, it's temporary. So... Once I release it, if you're interested or you want to do it, jump on it. I'm going to make it pretty cheap because I just want to be able to get some good programming out for people until the app launches. But once the app launches, I'm fucking removing it from Trainer Rogue, deleting that, and I will not be associated with, not because they're bad or anything, but yep. I just don't want anything anywhere but Taylor Trainer. Totally. So um, stay tuned on that. And then again, thetailortrainer.com uh, is like the preview site, and we're going to put some demos and stuff up on there. Um, wanted to make that quick announcement. Um I also wanted to announce that uh, we are finishing up some of the final stuff. Um, I actually got to go pick up part of the drop uh, either tomorrow or this weekend. Um, TLA. TLA, yeah, early March. Like We like to do it on a Sunday because people are just chilling on Sundays. It's like the per- Sunday 
afternoon, evening is like the perfect day for launch. So I think we're going with March 5th, but um, you guys will hear about that soon. Very, very excited. Follow the Instagram at Tailored Life Apparel because I'm going to start putting out like previews of the next, like the mock-ups. And then I get my samples for some of the stuff next week, the last little bit. Um, we've already been getting some of the the clips and some of the um, the shirts I'll pick up tomorrow. So I'm excited. It's yeah. going to be really, really dope. The so, drawstring clips. Yeah, the drawstring clips. Um, so those, uh, we'll be shooting some preview stuff soon. So just keep a lookout for that. Follow that Instagram. Um, and very, very soon, shit, by the time this airs, this is airing next week, right? Next Thursday, yeah. Okay, so next Thursday. So by, as you're listening to this, we're just a couple of days away from moving in the new spot. Totally. So, um, man, I can't wait for that. Yeah. With uh, the next, honestly, the next interview you listen to, no, the next interview you used to listen to as you listen to this will be Jermaine Curse, but uh, the interview after that will be will be in the spot. The, yeah. I don't know about the Q and A, maybe the Q and A, but very soon we're going to be in a completely different studio. Which as, I'm, as you're listening to this, yeah, very very excited about that. Um, dude, I can't wait to train in the warmth. Yeah, totally. Without blasting it. Yeah. When you don't know any better, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really feel like it was that bad out there until I stopped at the new spot when it was cold out one day and the heat wasn't on and it was warmer than here. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't. so bad. Yeah. I haven't sweated in a workout and I don't know how long. So I'm so cold. It's so cold. You can't. I like sweating during a workout. Um, I hate working out early and then sitting in my sweat in my office. So I always work out in the afternoon, but like. Something about getting a little sweat on while you're training has nothing to do with fat loss for people listening. You don't sweat out fat. It's not how it works. But, like, it just fe- – you feel better. Have you said before better. that you don't really sweat, though? I'm not a sweater. Yeah. No. Um, I got to push, like, the tempo or do, like, a dynamic warm-up or it's got to be really fucking hot for yeah. me to sweat. Yeah. Um, on a leg day, I'll sweat. But, dude, like – and this is, this is fucking weird. Um, like, most guys, like, if there's a place they sweat, it's armpits. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a very – you, I don't think anybody's ever seen me pit out. Wow. I don't. My armpits just don't. I don't really like either, that. but that's a good thing. Very good. It's, for at least it's not attractive. Yeah, yeah. especially like with shirts and stuff. Yeah. Dude, um, so gross. dude, my feet sweat. Oh. I change my socks two or three times a day. Yeah. Two or three times a day? A day. Wow. That's yeah. unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. For the laundry. Yeah. And for, <laughs> and for like, I bet. You time block it. This is, <laughs> this is why I get uh, Amazon Basics yeah. socks. Wow. Because. I get ruined. Oh, bro. Like you yeah. buying Nike socks at fucking 30 bucks. Yep. For two pairs of some stupid shit. Um, obviously, I, anytime it's high socks, I wear the TLA socks. But um, yeah. And I'm, I'm partially like very uh, clean freak-ish. So I don't like having sweaty feet. But like, dude, my feet just fucking sweat. You just have multiple pairs of socks in your office? Wow. I got a couple extra pairs of socks in my office. I always have extra socks in my bag. So, like, right before I work out, I change my socks. Damn. When I get home, I change my socks before dinner. Wow. And then if I shower, obviously, I change them again. Wow. It's fucking weird, bro. That is interesting. It's, like, partially, I like. Mean, I get it, but, damn, that's some. It's that's good hygiene. It's good hygiene that yeah. I do it. It's very inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good hygiene that I do it, but it's also gross hygiene that, why do they sweat? Yeah. I've had a Google day, and I'm like, what, what is going on? I don't sweat. My feet sweat profusely. Huh. Very weird. You need some like gold bond or something. Isn't that for athlete's foot? But that's the other thing. No, gold bond is like baby powder. Like yeah. stops the sweat or like the chafing. Like, huh? I didn't know it would stop to sweat. Demoisturize, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I, I, I don't know if I should say you should put gold bond over your feet, but yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've 
Uh, I never get athlete's foot, though. Yeah. I've had it before. One time ever. Yeah, I, when I was young. Oh, yeah, I had it, like, a couple years ago. You're supposed to uh, piss on your foot to get rid of it, you know? Yeah. No, I just used medicine. Yeah. Athlete's probably the smarter route. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if that's true. That's what my brother told I just me. Did, I don't think I, like, dried my feet enough when getting out of the shower. Oh. Uh, like, I, I, I just kind of, like, put my socks on. Mine was I mean, I dry soccer, them, but I in, in between your toes. This is kind of getting gross, but. <laughs> it's getting gross, but soccer. Yeah. Oh, God. I, that's the only sport I played, so it's like, yeah. I, that's why I assume I would get it. But now I'm like, damn, did my brother just tell me to piss on my feet? Like, thinking it's funny? He, like, left the room and laughed. <laughs> I think I've heard that before. I feel like that's a thing. I know, yeah. Isn't that? That's with the jellyfish, too. Yeah. You get a jellyfish sting. Yep. Supposed to pee on it. Yep. That's pretty weird. All right. Today is a Q&A. We got a lot of good questions, guys. Let's uh, let's get to the first question. It is from AJ Madison. It says, this one is from uh, Spotify. So if you guys see the link in Spotify, go ahead and fill that out. And we can get your questions asked. Big old green button. It uh, says, how does one stop thinking about exercise as a way to burn calories and more as a way to get bigger and stronger? Um, wow. I guess it depends if we're looking at this from, she said, how does one think about, so I'm assuming it's more of like the psychological shift that you're trying to make. Um, cause, because the, the question of how does one train to, she said, burn calories, right? Yeah. How does one train to burn calories versus how does one train to get big and strong? Obviously, are two different things. Um, I actually think it's a it's it's a, a common myth that strength training burns fat. Like people, I think for a long time, people it, it's a very weird, it's a very ironic thing that um, if somebody was like, "Hey, I'm trying to you know I want to ramp up calorie expenditure, I want to burn more calories, but I want to lose fat, I want to like I'm trying to diet and uh, lose weight. How should I train? Should I do cardio? Should I just Nine times out of 10, any smart trainer is going to say you should strength train. But if you look at how many calories are burned during strength training versus cardio, cardio burns way more calories. Mm. So it's kind of a weird thing to recommend. However, there's more um, correlative health benefits from a metabolic perspective, a muscle perspective, joint perspective um, aspect with strength training. Um, muscle, the the one the thing that like the scapegoat for most trainers was always like, well, Muscle burns calories, just maintain on your body. So if you build more muscle, your metabolism will be faster because you have more muscle on your body. It requires more calories to just sustain muscle on your body, which is true, but it really does not burn that many calories. Like, especially because like one pound of muscle is, is a good amount of muscle. So like you'd have to build so much muscle to see a noticeable difference. I mean, I don't know exact numbers, but I like, this might be a slight exaggeration, but maybe not you got to build like five pounds of muscle to earn like a half a cup of rice or an extra cup of rice maybe. Like, sounds ridiculous, you know, and that's what a cup of rice, I don't know, not even 200 calories. Mm. So, and five to 10 pounds is a lot of fucking muscle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot. Years. So, it's a weird recommendation, but again, that's why, you know, dieting is for fat loss. Training should be for muscle growth. Now, how do I shift my mindset to train for that I mean, shit, it's just about what do you want? What are you after? Like, I think that a lot of people are so closely associated with the scale number that they forget what their actual goal is. Mm -hmm. So if I were to talk to an individual and ask them what your goal is, and they say, I want to lose 10 pounds. And I said, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? And there's a few answers that could follow. One answer could be, that's what I used to weigh when I felt my best. And it's like, okay, let's look at that felt my best version of you. And we can see where you were at then, you know, 
what do you like about this version, right? Or maybe it's that's the weight that so-and-so weighs or that's just like uh, an arbitrary goal. You know, I weigh 145 pounds and I feel like 135 pounds is a really average weight for me at my height. Like I, you hear that kind of stuff all the time. Like um, I know guys that have done this with 200 pounds. Like they're, uh, I don't know how tall, but like there's, like if I was 200 pounds, I'd be a fucking beast. And I think people actually underestimate this too. Like I'm lighter than a lot of people realize, but to have that much muscle is just crazy. But I've talked to multiple clients before that are maybe an inch or two taller than me. And they're like, I don't know if I want to get below 200 pounds because now I'm going to be small. And I'm like, well, what's your goal? And they visually like explain the muscle they want to see and all these things. And I'm like, dude, you're going to lose another 20 pounds before you look like that. Because 200 pounds is fucking solid. Yeah. The people listening, I'm a hun- I was 171 pounds this morning. So for me to gain 30 extra pounds, That's I mean, a lot. Dude, I would be, I'd have no neck. I'd just be like this (laughs) fucking meatball, but like really dried up and old because I'd be so hard. Meatballs are usually squishy. But like, (laughs) point being is that's so much muscle. So I think that, but again, 200 is like a number. Usually it's like 200, 185. Like those are two numbers. Once you get below 185, like even, I guess for me, even 175. I'm below 175 for a while. I was like, man, I'm kind of small. If, if the scale ever tips below 170 and it gets into like high 160s, I'm like, dude, I'm puny. But I could weigh 165 and people would think I'm more jacked because I look shredded, you know? So it's all relative. But point being is like, you have to erase that number in the association you have with the scale. Because if I say, what's your goal? And it's lose 10 pounds or to be this weight or anything like that. And then I dig further and I go, explain to me what that actually looks and feels like. You're going to want to feel strong. You're going to want to feel hard. Hard being like dense to the touch. You don't want to be squishy. So like a lot of times I hear this with women about their thighs or their triceps. And they're like, I want to lose this weight, but like I want to be firm. I want to have toned muscles. Well, toned muscles, firm muscles that you're you're dense. You're hard. If I flicked you, it, it wouldn't be like this like mud flap thing. You know, it would be hard. To do that, you need to build muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. So yes, you could lose fat, but if you're going to build muscle to create that look, then you're not going to lose all that same weight. Because even if you lost all that weight, but you didn't build muscle, you would be just as, dare I say, like flabby. I don't like using terms like that because it just sounds fucking harsh. But yeah. like if I could like, you know, the, like the, there's like that one, uh, it was a car. I remember it was a card that you get for like your grandma. Yeah. They have a good sense of humor. And it's like, uh, like for old people, it's like, do your balls hang low? Do these wobble to the floor? Yeah. You tie them in a knot? Can you? And then the female one, I think it's like, I think it's boobs. But like, <laughs> There, it's about getting saggy. As yeah. you that's not fat. Yeah. It's skin, right? So if, and that's just no muscle. It's lack of density. So if you lose a bunch of fat, but your skin still, like you could still wobble. I mean, shit, I can even do that if I'm not flexing. But if you build muscle, now you're dense. Totally. Your heart is completely different. So, but that's going to change the scale. So I think that you got to like kind of peel your own onion if you don't have somebody like a coach to do it with you. Write in a journal, like, what do you want? So it might be, to lose weight, but if you peel deeper, it might be to be firm, toned, dense, hard, like tone, like you have that look, that feel to your body and to your muscles. It might be to see like the outline of your abs. Maybe you don't want to be shredded, but like in certain light, you want to just see like the outline, right? So then you have a flat stomach. Okay, cool. Maybe you want a bigger butt. For guys, maybe you want bigger arms. That requires muscle. That's not weight loss. You know, like so if it's more revolving around a look, a feel, shape, strength, energy, health, anything like that, it really has nothing to do with the scale number. It has everything to do with body fat percentage, muscle on your body, and your day-to-day habits around movement and health and eating. So 
how do you shift your mindset to stop thinking about calorie burning and start thinking about building muscle and strength? Well, obviously your goals are building muscle and strength. So for you specifically, you got to just remove the attachment to the scale and the like you're putting the scale on a pedestal as if like, that's the end all be all. Like if I could just weigh this much, or if I could step on the scale and it would say this, then I'd be winning the game. It's not the case. Yeah. Like you'll step on the scale to say that and you'll still be unhappy or you'll pick yourself apart in a different way. So you need to do the deep work and figure out what it is you really want. What's going to make you feel good and confident in your body. And then focus on that. You know, if you use the scale along the way, it's a metric. Yeah. One of many, not, it's not the end all be all. Totally. It's not the goal. You know what I mean? Like, the feeling is the goal. Yep. I even thought about this with the powerlifting thing, you know, which we kind of talked about a little bit with Andres on the podcast, but like, as I was trying to like, I mean, I thought about this really hard for like a solid week or two before I decided like, you know what, I'm going to back out of the competition, but like weighing out like what's really important to me, you know, and at the end of the day, business is super busy right now. And that's way more important to yeah. me. I don't care how that sounds. Like I love business. I love the company. I'll choose that You're over not, any fucking competition. Yeah. Um, it's not like a work-life balance. You know, it's, it's like, to me, it's like, okay, family and work come first. If anything, like I want to do interferes with that, I'm sorry, like can't do it. Powerlifting competition is one of those things. And I definitely don't want to half-ass it. But then I started going like, what do I, why do I want to do it? And it's like the feelings I wanted or I thought that would give me aren't really about the powerlifting. Some of it is strength-related, but a lot of it is like, I okay, did it. I did it. It's, it's doing something hard. It's, it's accomplishing, like, honestly, a part of it was a look because there is an aspect of powerlifting or integrating that kind of training that will create a certain look, but I can train for that without deadlifting 500 pounds and fucking myself up or squat. Really for me, it was the squat in my knees, but like yeah. there was just so much about it that I was like, I don't even really want the powerlifting thing. It's this other stuff that I thought it would give me, but I don't need that to get those things. So it took two weeks of me like thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, writing, journaling, meditating, and then figuring out like, yeah, that's not, that's not the thing. Yeah. So it might be the same case for her. Like sit down and really think about your goals and why you want those goals. I, I'm assuming the scale weight and like calorie burning will kind of just float away. Yeah. You know, so. Love it. I think that's great. So uh, let's move on to the next one. It, it comes from anon anonymous. It says, what's something you do to help you have clarity each day and stick to your goals consistently? Because for me, when life gets hectic, I tend to lose sight of my goals and what's important due to getting overwhelmed. Mm. Um, you know, when we were, ta like Jermaine said this, and I told him that's easier said than done. But like, he was like, I just try to control what I, like the controllable. You know, and don't worry I about try what to I control can. what I can control. Yeah. And don't worry about what you can't control. And I think that's kind of the answer here, but it's also one of those things where it's like, it is very, it's so much more easier said than done. Yeah. And it's way easier said from an external perspective because I'm not invested in the thing that you're overwhelmed about. Mm -hmm. And so I can say like, yo, it's really not that big of a deal. Just focus on what you can control. And you're like, yeah, but this isn't happening to you. So I understand it's easier said than done, but ultimately you have to figure out a way to only worry and focus about what you can control and kind of push the rest aside, like put it all on the back part. Don't worry about the rest because if it doesn't serve you, which if it's overwhelming you, it doesn't serve you. It's, it doesn't have a pivotal role in your path to whatever your goal is, right? So whatever that goal is you're chasing, if you have these things that are, are interjecting that are out of your control and or don't actually matter in the grand scheme of things or don't help you get to your goal. You like you really have to learn to not let it bug you. If it is involving somebody else and it's overwhelming you, it's probably because you're applying the pressure on yourself. So like 
if you don't do this, will that person judge you? If you don't do this, will so-and-so not like you? Whatever it may be. A lot of times it just has something to do with other people and you have to understand that you got to focus on you first. And again, if it doesn't serve your bigger goal, remove it. And part of that is assessing the situation. Something happens and it's out of your control and you have to sit there and go, you know, like number one, if I can't control it, I got to sit back and let it happen. Does this impact my goal? If it does, okay, yeah, you kind of got to be involved in some way. If it doesn't, you just got to ignore it. But learning to just control what you can control. Um, Now, when you're focusing on what you can control, there's also going to be things that go wrong or overwhelm you. Because what you can control is still in your responsibility and is still applying pressure to you specifically. So that doesn't solve what I just said, doesn't solve the whole problem. Um, what, what I would say there is it's kind of part of the journey. Like you have to be okay with failing. You have to be okay with pressure. Um, like there's that, that canvas outside my office that says, uh, pressure is a privilege. So you can't reach your goal without some kind of hardship, struggle, sacrifice, anything like that. And what is required in order to, for you to break through the struggle, sacrifice all those things is typically responsibility and pressure. It's, yeah. it's discipline, right? So I think it's kind of just one of those things you have to accept. Yeah. I think for a long time, like uh, I looked at the things that I noticed overwhelmed me the most were things that I, it, it's not even that I like couldn't control it or could control it or was or wasn't worried about it. It was just the fact that if I, the amount of pressure I put on myself to make sure that I got through it or like I wasn't willing to fail. I wasn't accepting a failure. So it was like I had, everything had to always be growing. Everything always had to be winning. I always had to have a specific goal, always had to move forward. But then at a certain point you have to understand that like, man, this is a long journey. Yeah. I don't know what your goal is here, but like it's a long journey. And at the end of the day, if you don't slowly but surely just kind of take the losses, just take it on the chin, shrug your shoulders and go, damn, lost that one. Buck up and keep going. Yeah. You're never going to be successful in life. Like you have to be able to like push through losses, fall off the horse, get back on and just keep moving forward. Um, and when you can accept that, like once you really understand that you can accept it, I think that then it's, you're no longer fighting an uphill battle because yeah. it's just so much easier to get to success. Totally. I don't know. I think there's no, there's no, she asked for daily practices. She said, what are some you do daily? Yeah. To like, uh, what's something you do to help you have clarity each every day? Yeah, I nothing. I don't know, like routine, I guess, in general. But like, there's no specific. Uh, I do journal every day. I shared that on my Instagram. So if you didn't check that out, go to my Instagram, watch the reel. I literally broke down what our client journals say, which is based on what I write in my journal every single morning. Um, I do that every day. Uh, I don't meditate every day. I meditate sometimes. I don't do. I have. I do some kind of physical activity every day, whether it's like walking on the treadmill, going, taking Bubba for a walk, um, lifting. I do something. So there's like little habits that I do think help me uh, consistently have discipline and motivation move forward. But there's nothing that I do to like remind myself of my goals to keep me having clarity. It's just, I think it depends on the level of the goal. But if you set a really, really meaningful goal, you just don't fucking forget. So if it really matters to you, I think that's where you have to dig. Yeah. It's it's fucking just stamped in your brain. You know, like... The, the photo shoot I did, that's not like a goal that is so meaningful to me that I got to like, like, it's just, it never leaves my brain. I remind my, like I, I had reminders, wake up, 
weigh in, take a picture, send it in, do check in, like drink water, like temporary stuff where you're like really pushed hard. Yeah. You should have reminders. And I think there's always times and place for that. But like, if we're talking big goals, like when I think of the goals that I have for my family or my business, it's just stamped in my brain. I've just thought so much about it that until it's done, I don't wake up and think about anything else. Yeah. You think about, or you thought about, and you continually think about, it's not something that it's just temporary. Yeah. Um, which sounds kind of obsessive, but I'm fucking obsessed. <laughs> I don't know if it's obsessive when it's something like that though. Yeah. I mean, sure. Maybe some would say it is, but obsessive can be negative and obsessive yeah. can be positive. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think that anytime it, I, most people assume that anytime anything consumes your mind, it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but which sometimes it very well is, but it, it's, but sometimes it doesn't mean always. Yeah. And I, I think about this too. I'm like, if this wasn't consuming my mind, what the fuck would be? You know what I mean? Like yeah. all I think about is, is literally growing this and making sure Blakely's set up and happy and, and being raised right. Like yeah. those are my two priorities. So like, and realistically the thing I can do most for her on a day to day basis is make sure that this is successful. You know what I mean? Because Shannon's at home holding it down and then I get home and it's, like, I got the easy part, if I'm being honest. I got to come home and play. Like, I got to discipline sometimes, and I got to deal with fits. But, like, deal with fits, yeah. I'm mainly, like, fun dad playtime guy. Yeah. Which is awesome. But, <clears throat> like, I got I wake up, and it's like, wake up, walk into my home office, and it's literally, this morning it was sit down, start creating content. It's like 5.40 in the morning by the time I sat down. Because I get up, change, coffee, get down, sit there. And I like start looking at like what I wrote the night before of what needs to be created. And I just start typing and then I slowly but surely wake up yep. and it's just like, okay, now I'm just grinding, going, totally. going, going. And then I actually usually go walk on the treadmill and read. So I usually don't even read till like almost 7am, but like, and I'm up for an hour to an hour and a half at that point. And I don't know. There's no, I don't know. There's no, there's no other thought in my head. Just yeah. wake up, go grind. Just do it. Yeah. So yeah, if your goal, and that's obviously work related, but whatever your goal is, like it's got to consume your mind to an extent i think that's that one thing that every uh and i'm not calling myself super successful right now i think i'm relatively successful and i'm trying to become super 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 successful but every single super successful person you talk to or listen to will all say the same thing and then every either a i don't know if that person is actually successful or clearly not successful will say that's obsessive or it's consuming your brain that's a negative thing or you have no balance Meanwhile, all these people who are highly success, successful or created something or achieved their biggest goals, they're all the ones that are like, you got to be kind of obsessed. Yeah. It consumes you. Yep. You know what I mean? So That's how you reach those heights. Yeah. And so I think it, just, it depends on the level of your goal and it depends on how, um, how bad and you want it and how big you want to build it. Totally. Plain and simple. So. All right. Uh, we got one more coming from April. It says, on April. Episode 848, you answered a question about a high school male athlete, how they should approach nutrition. How would you modify that answer for a 15-year-old female athlete, a volleyball player hoping to play in college? Wouldn't change it at all. Yeah. I think my general recommendations were you don't need to track macros. Um, Even more so, I think I even talked about like 18-year-olds and stuff in the last one, right? Like this is 15, she said. Yeah. Um. Even less. Yeah, like, here, here's the difference. Like, if I have a 15-year-old male football player versus a 15-year-old female volleyball player, what's really different here is some of the training, 
Um, but mostly just the skill work behind it. And honestly, even that, like, look, the football player, I want him doing curls and tricep pushdowns and lateral raises and shit like that. Not because any of those are going to help him play his sport better, but they're just going to slap meat on his body. Yeah. If you got bigger biceps, triceps, shoulders, everything, you just got a little more weight. You can push a little bit harder. You can grab somebody harder. You can hold the ball longer, like plain and simple. I don't need a volleyball player doing curls to get more weight. If anything, they need more explosive training because all they really need to do, they need to be agile and they need to, when it comes time to hit, they got to hit. And some of those volleyball chicks can fucking hit. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually trained a full high school volleyball team at Vigor when I was like one of the first youth athlete groups I did. Um, I got handed to when I was, I was still pretty young. I mean, I started training when I was 18. So like I was still relatively young too, which is why I got the youth athletes because it was like, okay, here's somebody they can relate to and listen to, you know? But point being is like, we still did heavy lower body training with functional stuff, trap bar deadlifts, walking lunges, Bulgarian split squats, box squats, stuff like that. Same exact stuff as the guys would do. The difference is I'm just not trying to put unnecessary weight on them. Um, Instead, I'm, I'm just trying to focus on strength and explosiveness and conditioning. Plain and simple. Now with the diet, same exact thing. They need to eat when they're hungry because they're going to listen to their body and fuel it when necessary. They need to eat a lot of protein because they're training a ton and they want to keep muscle and build muscle. Um, I want to encourage an inclusive diet, so I'm trying to help them eat more good foods. So it's like, hey, I want you to aim for a couple servings of veggies. Like, hey, get some more fruit in. Eat some more lean protein. I'm not going to tell them to stop eating ice cream or I was going to say drinking beer, but I guess they're in high school. (laughs) To each his own. That's not my responsibility. It's parents' responsibility. But like... I'm saying go to parties, have fun, do whatever. You're in high school. Like, do whatever that means for yeah. you. Um, but as kids, they need they, – they should never be restricted from foods. Um, other things – again, that's the parents' decision, the D.A.R.E. program. Um, but, but at school and whatever, just – if they can be inclusive and just get more micronutrients, get more vitamins and minerals, more protein, more whole foods, stuff like that, it's just going to set them up. Better fuel, better energy, better recovery, better performance, less body fat, more muscle tissue. And it's just really simple. Like they're very young, so they're very malleable, both from a physical perspective, but also a physiological perspective. So if you feed them more good food, they're probably going to move more, train more, be more active, be healthier. They're going to grow up better. Focus on that. Don't worry about restricting anything. Tell them to eat when they're hungry. Fuel them with good quality nutrition when you can and push them to train. Yeah. I think it's so, like, difficult. Maybe not so, but I think it's super difficult for people in high school because it's, like, let's say 75% of the people in high school in the cafeteria are eating fucking really good, not-so-whole foods. Yeah. You know, it's, like, the best sandwiches, like, mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? Or or school food. Yeah. Yeah. But, I was going to say. And then you show up with your rice, chicken, and asparagus. And yeah. You're like, well, I was going <laughs> to say, so good is relative. Like, what yeah. kind of hot lunch are we getting here? Totally. Um, but, like, even do you remember at our high school they had like the deli line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a whole wheat sandwich, yep. slaps turkey, cheese, mayonnaise, whatever you want. Like, it's not like the most macro friendly meals you got. Maybe like full fat craft mayonnaise on and shit. But again, you're a kid who gives a shit. Yeah. But there's some fiber in there. You got some tomatoes and whatever. So some micronutrients and you get extra turkey. That's plenty of protein. Get a chocolate milk with it. Great. Like, you're solid. Yeah. That's better than getting the. I mean, I used to fuck with the taco salad on Fritos. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, my God. So How do you good. remember that? Dude, it was so good. Yeah, I do. That was so good. But, it, it, I mean, if you look at it, it looks like yeah. a plate of fucking Diarrhea. mush. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it looks yeah. like. It's actually, but it, so good. Slop. That yeah. was so gross. Yeah. 
Even like I think I remember the Yankee dip was fire too. That was weird. Nice. It was like a microwaved fucking double patty burger or something. Don't remember that. Yeah. So like I mean, point being is yeah. you can go to Hot Lunch, you can get that stuff, or you can get that. And even this, like I would even say for a lot of kids, like hey, get whatever you want. Go in whatever line. Get the pizza every day. I don't care. When they're at home, feed them eggs. There you go. You know, avocado, oats, berries. Give them a good solid breakfast with good nutrients. Let them eat whatever they want. At school, when they get home for dinner. Cook them some good meat, yeah. have some whatever on the side, you know what I mean? But like, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like again, not chicken and asparagus, but I'm talking like make some, you know, buffalo style grilled chicken, get some potatoes in there. And if they are like a garlic bread, garlic bread's not the healthiest thing, oh but that's fine. They also got the chicken. That's yep. the inclusive side. We just want them to get the protein in there. Yep. Put some veggies on the side and then have 18 slices of garlic bread for all I care. Like ice cream at night, whatever. Um, I feel like you make a like really good whole fruit food uh, dinners and stuff. Yeah. They might like want to eat more of that at school. Yeah, 100%. Especially if they start feeling better. Yeah. But again, this is like the whole 90-10 or 80-20 yeah. rule. 80% of their day is that whole food that you set up at home. The 20% of crap they eat at school is it is what it is. Yeah. So um, same exact advice, inclusive diet, just focusing on those same exact principles. It is very simple. Um, in fact, as we're recording this, Brandon on our team is giving a presentation to a group of youth football players about this yeah. very thing um, because we don't typically coach kids. Um, and I don't think it's really necessary to be honest with you, but um, it, unless they need like more of a mentorship from yep. like an older person, which I, we've done that with some of the guys on the team and it actually, the guys love it and the kids love it. It's actually really cool. cool. Um, but he's given a presentation on just this simple shit yep. for youth football players. So that's sick. Same stuff, different training. Uh, you don't need to overcomplicate it. So um, that's a wrap. That was the last question. So uh, go check out at Taylor Life Apparel on Instagram. Make sure if you like this episode, tag myself at Cody McBroom. Um, is this a, this is not a Monday episode. This is a Thursday episode. Yep. Okay. So um, tag me if you like it on your story. I just want to say thank you for listening to it. Um, leave us a five-star rating review. As always, we appreciate you. Catch you next time.